0: Oh <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Albany Law School podcast. I'm Ben Myers, Assistant Director of Communications and Marketing here at Albany Law School. Another very special episode of the podcast today. This time we're dropping in on the commencement speech from Rob Capers to the class of 2021. I'll let Dean Willett handle most of the introduction work on this one. But as always here at the start of our podcast, a couple of reminders, albanylaw.edu coronavirus to make sure you're up to date on everything happening with our comeback to campus plans follow us on social media facebook twitter linkedin and instagram if you like this podcast you want to hear more follow us on soundcloud or any of the major podcast services good morning everybody i know we can do better than that this day is too special to not sound like you really mean it good morning everybody Dean, thank you for that wonderful introduction. To distinguished members of the board, to the members of the faculty and staff that are present today, to the families of the graduates, parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, loved ones, spouses, and everybody in between friends and significant others, and last but certainly not least to you all, this 170th commencement class of 2021. It is my pleasure, it's my honor, and I'm emotional today because I remember you all three years ago to stand here before you. But it is my pleasure and my honor to welcome you here for this commencement and to say congratulations. You did it. (laughs) You know, it's been said that it takes a village to raise a child. And in my estimation, and you all's history has improved, has proved it, It also takes a village to raise and turn out lawyers into the world. In class of 2021, whether you're here or remote, today your village surrounds you, all around you, behind you, besides anybody and everybody that's watching remotely, your family that I called out, the faculty and staff behind me that took you in and embraced you and did their absolute best over the course of these three years to give you the best law school experience possible under these extraordinary circumstances. And now we sit here today proud of you and emotional and perhaps more emotional than you are right now about the fact that we're turning you out into the world to be the successful and the productive lawyers that you're gonna be. Now, I'm gonna ask for a couple of things. First, I'm gonna ask for the village, the family, and everybody, the trustees, the faculty, the staff, everybody to stand and salute you because you've earned it. And now class of 2021, I hope you feel as strongly about your village as your village feels about you. So it's your turn. Everybody up. Please, it's your turn. Salute your village. Thank you, have a seat. I'm emotional today. Uh, I came up yesterday uh, and walked on the campus and I got to tell you for me it's this amazing crush of emotions because I walked on the campus and I saw some of you getting your regalia dressed in it. I saw the professors, the trustees, the staff. There was this collective crush of emotion and satisfaction and It took me back to 25 years ago, give or take a few days ago. 25 years ago, and I think I told you all this when I met you a few years back, when I was that skinny kid who walked on campus, 25 years ago, I was you all. And I remember that sense of exhilaration that I had. I was flanked by my family, my parents, who I think are watching remotely, my brother, my sister, my then girlfriend, Kim, who's now my wife, and she's here somewhere. We all got together and we celebrated the fact that I graduated from this great school. And now things have come full circle for me. I've had a great and storied career in public service. I've gotten married. We've been married for 21 years. We've got two beautiful kids that we're raising. And I've gone on to do many great things. And it takes me back to three years ago when we all met. Do you all remember that? I can't hear you. <laughs> I mean, you guys are graduates, but you can still talk, right? <laughs> and we stood in the mood courtroom and you guys were like bright and eager 1Ls. It was August of 2018. You all looked very happy to be here and very nervous. And I, I was just coming off my time in the US Attorney's Office and had done about 10 months in private practice and we talked about a few things. Do you remember that? Yes, I told you, I asked you how many people knew what you wanted to do and very few of you knew and we said keep an open mind, right? Soak everything up. We also talked about your timing, that you all had impeccable timing because you all were studying the law And being turned out as lawyers at a time when the law was on fire, when there were so many things that were happening, so many changes, and then you all were going to come out and help to be that change. Do you remember that? I'm going to keep calling on you, so I need you (laughs) to engage. Look, this way I know that you'll remember what we talked about, because 25 years ago I was so happy to be here, I couldn't remember what the person who talked to me said. But you guys are going to remember because this is your day and you all have been through too much to not soak in every single second of this day. Right. At the end of that conversation, I remember I promised you that these three years were going to be the best three years of your educational career. You were going to be challenged. Your mind was going to be pushed to limits that you hadn't been pushed before and at the end of it we would set you free. And I think the first year and a half was everything that we thought it was going to be. You started going through your 1L classes, those difficult classes that stripped down all that flowery, wordy, superfluous, remember that word, thinking that you got from being undergrads. And we taught you how to hone in on issues to get right to the point. I mean, I remember my time after my first year, my friends would come to me and want to tell me some long story. And I'd say, get to the point. What's the issue? Right? Because time was of the essence and we wanted to hone in and analyze the situation. And so you finish that first year contracts, property. I hope Professor Rahan scared the hell out of you like she did me. And after that first year, you went out into the world and you got internships and again, you, you began to marry the theoretical with the practical application of the law. And then you came back for that 2L year and then you began to really mesh the two in earnest because I hope you took the advice of, that I gave you and that others gave you to soak up the experience. You began to take coursework that was more suited to what your interests were. You began to do internships and clerkships and trial teams and clinical programs where you were actually making a difference. You were actually seeing how the law would work. And as you cruised through that year, that, that second year and went into your third semester, uh, I'm sorry, your second semester, second year, you know, that we call the halfway there point. And as you were making your way towards I think they call it the barristers ball we call it the halfway there party where we celebrated almost being done bam you guys got hit with a once in a generation pandemic that threw everything into a tailspin we all you all watched with horror and disbelief as death and sickness spread across broad swaths of our country in this state. In fact, New York City, and by extension, New York State became ground zero for what was gonna be the most destructive and and, and, and deadly pandemic of a lifetime. And as the country shut down and the dreams and and aspirations of many became uncertain, you began to ask questions like, what's it gonna be like for us? Are we gonna be able to finish out the semester? Are we gonna be able to finish out the year, am I going to be able to continue on? I don't think there was any one of us here who wasn't affected somehow, some way by this pandemic. Family members got sick. We suffered personal losses. You guys went on spring break and it got extended. And then when spring break was over, you didn't come back. But guess what happened? We pivoted. You went from that extended break to going remote, and after a Herculean effort by the school and with the love and support of your family, the village, you came back remote for that last semester of your second year. And then you moved from being fully remote to somehow, some way, getting it together, right? The school overcame all the glitches. We learned how to perfect the Zoom model. Well, for the most part. <laughs> we learned how to do different things. We learned how to be an inventive. And you guys bought in. You know, Professor Lynch told me yesterday that the thing that she admires most about you kids is when things got really tough and there was nothing that you could do as we stood helpless and watched this pandemic take its course, you guys decided to double down and really work on learning about the practice of law and seeing how it intersected. That's what people who are in the throes of challenge and controversy, who have a village surrounding them do. They rise and that's what you all did. You rose and together You found ways to manage all of this. You managed the emotional scars that came from the pain and suffering of sickness and death that the the pandemic wrought on all of us. You learned how to deal with and help each other with the sudden isolation that came from remote learning and hybrid learning after having the first year and a half of this close corporate experience that you need that feeds the growth and the strength of minds like yours and develops friendships that lasted a lifetime. The village came together and we found ways to ease the financial strain for some of you that came from loss of income, the inability to work and go to school, the inability uh, of your parents or your friends or family to help you with paying for this education. And together you all came up with new and inventive ways to not only make this third year successful, a successful hybrid in-person and and, and remote uh, coursework, but you found a way to reinstitute all of the things, the hallmarks of this school that make it as great as it did. I mean, Let's think about the achievements. You guys somehow, some way, found a way to remotely host the Gabrielli uh, Moot Court competition and have for the first time a record number of schools that participated remotely. You guys did that. You found a way to have a robust and remote, uh, a robust remote Black History Month celebration. And in the next month, you did the same thing with Women's History Month, concluding with a successful remote Kate Stoneman program. You guys did that. And in doing that, you restored the faith in what people can do when they come together as a village. And you did all these things while keeping the COVID-19 rate at a remarkably low rate. I'm talking about can count on a single hand how many people were sickened during the course of this. You guys did that, you guys with the help of your village and you are to be commended. Now in effect, by doing this, you guys became each other's keepers. And in doing so, you literally breathe life into the school's fundraising motto, we rise together. You gave it a heart and a soul. You fully embraced it. And in doing so, you did what a family, what a village does in challenge and controversy. You rose together. And it's that village's collective effort to rise that brings us here today in person to celebrate this. And as we rise from this pandemic, like a phoenix rises from the ashes to soar again. I have a question for you. And I challenge you to ask yourself this question continually as you go through your walk. What is your purpose? And I'll ask you again because I want you to remember this. What is your purpose? You see, each and every one of you are special and not for the obvious reasons, not because your parents love you, you're God's children. Those are givens. You guys are special because you faced real uncertainty. You stared it down and you beat it down. And because of that, you guys have faced collectively one of the most difficult challenges that you will likely ever face in your professional and your personal lives. I think it's fair to say that there's literally no other challenge that you can't overcome because you all overcame this. Each and every one of you, from the top of the class to the middle of the class, whether you're on Law Review or one of the other journals, or whether you're at the bottom of the class, you all made it. You all are victorious and you all are all class of 2021 grads. And you guys might not believe this, but you'll always hold a special place in the history of this storied institution. You guys are going to be like the Phoenix rising class in my estimation. And I submit to you guys that you emerged from this victoriously for a reason. Remember I told you back in 2018 that your timing was impeccable? Well, it was. You guys were meant to come to this school. You guys were meant to start here. You were meant to go through all of this to become the leaders that you will be to become the change agents that you will be, to be the people who will affect change in this country, because that's what you all were meant for. Now, what is your purpose? I don't know what that's going to be, but I know that it's greatness, and I look forward to seeing it. But as you go forth and you fly from this place, I've got a few things that I want you to remember. Rules for the road. Things that I've picked up on my walk and especially things that I picked up during the course of this pandemic. The first one is this, have perspective. The one thing this pandemic has taught us is life is fragile, right? Count your blessings every day. We're always gonna have pressures You're always going to have deadlines, and you will meet many of those deadlines. Some of them you won't meet, but I know that you're going to do everything you can to meet them, and if you can't, you get in front of them. Okay? Make sure that you get in front of them. You ask for extensions. You do what you need to do, but remember, have perspective. Life is precious. You've got one life and one life to live. Cherish it, because when it's gone, it's gone. Second, I want you to ask yourselves regularly throughout your walk, am I where I'm supposed to be? If the answer is yes, then ask yourself, am I doing what's needed of me? And what do I mean by that? Well, we talked about how the law was on fire. And in addition to the pandemic, you guys lived through a few of the most tumultuous years that this country has seen in a long time and things are up up for grab. And when they are, it is the law and its foundations that ground everything, right? Whether it's uh, the, 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 the constitutional right to vote or a woman's right to choose, it is the law and the stewards of the law who advocate and fight for that. Whether it is curing mass incarceration or exonerating the innocent, it is people like you who will give folks like that hope, a chance to redeem themselves, a chance for a second chance in this life. That's some of what and not all of what you all are going to do. Okay, now you all are going to be on the front lines of everything from what I just talked about to everything from ensuring that everybody no matter what their race, color, creed, sexual orientation, religious affiliation will be, will have the right to pursue life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness and equal protection under the law. You all are going to be turned out and you're going to have a hand in that. And whether you're in private practice or public interest, everybody has a hand in that. And that leads me to my next thing. I want you all to be restless. Right? This pandemic has taught us that life matters too much, that liberties matter too much. So I want you to be restless in your practice and not in an annoying or insubordinate way because we want you to keep your jobs. But I want you to ask yourselves regularly. What more can I do? What can I do? And if I think I've done enough, what else can I do? You see, for me, there's always been this restlessness in my walk that I can't explain. It's that restlessness that pushed me through my career, that propelled me from the Manhattan D.A.'s office to the U.S. Attorney's office so that I could help to protect my community and give people the right to be free from crime on a larger scale. It's what propelled me to travel around the world chasing drug lords and other bad guys and to come home and to chase terrorists who threaten the very fiber of our democracy. It's what propelled me to uh, investigate and prosecute those who uh, violated our public trust because at its core, we all have to do our part to preserve life and liberty and the ability for our brothers and sisters on this earth, all of us, to live a certain kind of life. It's what pushed me throughout my career in the Department of Justice and on and gave me the opportunity to become the U.S. Attorney one day. It's what made me think at 49 when I was sitting in a pretty lucrative job in private practice where I should have been, others thought, because of my trajectory that made me think, what am I doing? And what should I be doing? And while I was defending the criminally accused, I felt like there was more. And so I took a step off the beaten path and went to the Department of Probation, where after 23 years of investigating, chasing, prosecuting, and having a hand in convicting literally thousands of people, I wanted to have a chance to help people who had paid their debt to society to have a second chance. Because no matter what, so long as we paid our debt to society, we all deserve a second chance. Now, it's this restlessness that I know that you all have in you that I think will enable you to uphold one of the many missions of this law school, and that is to educate and empower tomorrow's leaders. That's you all, engaged professionals, committed public servants to inspire change agents and creative problem solvers across all disciplines, private practice, public interest. That's what the village has done That's what you all will do. Next, be willing to receive advice, even if it's unsolicited. And I hope you all are listening to this and will remember this. You might ask me why? And the answer is this, because sometimes people, sometimes the right people, sometimes the wrong people, they see things in you that you can't see. And they try to steer you in a direction down a path that will help you fulfill your destiny. They function as vessels that speak into you in your future. Now, you all are smart people. You have to have the power of discernment to figure out why they're saying it and what that means. But let me tell you, sometimes the best advice you get is from the person that you can least expect it from. My examples are many. I think I told you all when we met three years ago, I came to law school thinking I was going to be a cop at some point. My father was a cop, my brother was a cop, my twin brother. And I was coming to Albany Law School to get my law degree and join the FBI. And while fate wouldn't have it because of a hiring freeze, there were all of these people, people from my father's past in the police department, judges, people who I met fortuitously, who kept trying to steer me out of down different paths because they believed that my greater good that I can do for those around me was as a functioning lawyer and not as a law enforcement officer. And guess what? They were right. So be willing to accept advice. Be willing To give some thought to what people are saying, because those are the things that are going to take you down paths that are going to bring you to your greatness. Now, the next thing is, remember to treat everybody as they deserve to be treated. Just like you'd want to be treated with due care and respect. Now, in this age of partisanship and rancor that's infected our politics and has threatened the very foundations of our rule of law, we have to remember that as we go out into the world, you go out into the world, that you have to be the change. And that means that you have to remember that civility and respect for all are still hallmarks of not only this institution, but but the practice of law. Now, my next piece of advice is advice I can't even follow right now. My wife will testify to this. Find a way to find balance. And I know my wife is shaking her head because this is something I'm not good at. But remember, when you're on, you're on. You guys have been on for the past three years and the past year and a half especially. You'll be on for the next couple of months until you take the bar. Then take off. Take vacations. Spend quality time with the loved ones around you. I don't know about you but this pandemic has taught me that life is fragile and we need to spend time with the people who are here with us. Be with your mothers and fathers if they're still with you, your aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers, your spouses, your significant others. Tell people that you love them while you still can. And finally, and this is important, never forget where it all began for you on this journey. Whether you believe it or not, Albany Law School is the foundation for the greatness that is going to come from you all. It is the ticket that you all will receive when you get your diplomas that are going to allow you to fly, to fly away from us. But remember, we're your foundation. We're still your village. So wherever your journeys take you near or far, Please don't take too long before you come back. Just like the village, the foundation was here for you. It needs you. It needs your input. It needs you to come back and mentor these kids that are on the come up after you all. It needs your advice and counsel. And when you're ready, and only when you're ready, your financial support. Don't be like me. I waited too long to return to my village, my foundation. It took me almost 20 years because when I got my ticket to fly, I flew. But as fate would have it, about six years ago, I came back for my beloved Barbara Chandler's retirement. And Barbara's before all of your time. But Barbara was the woman who worked uh, in the clinical program as the administrative supervisor. And she was the de facto boss of the clinical program. What she said went. And it was because of her that I went on the trajectory that I did, because she's the one who got me hooked up with the clinical programs that helped to propel me on my walk. She saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. See how this works? And not only that, She became the vessel that brought me back. So don't wait too long. In fact, why don't we make a date? I'm not saying it takes you this long, but your five year anniversary is my 30 year anniversary. How about we all come back here to Albany Law School and we compare notes and you tell me about your journey? How about that? Now, your timing was impeccable. And because the people who poured into me and the vessels who spoke to me, mine was as well. Because I had the pleasure and the honor to meet you and greet you when this journey began. And I now get to come back and say to you again, well done. So like I said, please don't take too long. We love you here in your foundation, in your village. We look forward to your progress. We look forward to watching you fly. And when you come home, if not sooner than five years, in five years, then in five years, we'll be waiting for you with open arms. Godspeed to you all. I'm excited to watch you fly.